The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered cold-filtered, and cold-packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Roadwire Prospect Podcast. Clay Link here with lead prospect writer James Anderson. Big shout out and a thank you to New Day, N-E-U-D-A-E, at New Day Music on Twitter. Appreciate the song Lion Kings, our intro this season. James, we're going to be looking at your latest Farm Futures piece, which is entitled Short Season slash Rookie Hitter Index. And this is really the first edition of this new piece. Sounds like it could be an, an annual type of thing moving forward, but what kind of gave you this idea for this this uh, low level index? So it's it's I think it can be an extremely useful tool. Like I, I I came up with it basically by sort of doing my own research for dynasty leagues that I'm in, where you know now that these short season and rookie leagues are getting underway, you can finally start to see some production out of some prized international signees, some. Uh, previous, you know, first, second, third round draft picks of either like this year or, you know, maybe some high schooler that was taken last year who was super toolsy, but uh, didn't have the polish to go straight to low A this year. 
So, you know, in the process of just kind of combing through a bunch of stuff, um, you know, for my own, like I'm, 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 I'm combing through this stuff to try to update the top 400 to try to make some claims in some leagues I'm in. Uh, and I just kind of realized, well, like if I'm going to all these lengths, like I can probably cut down the amount of work that everyone else has to do by, by quite a bit. If I just compile all these players in one place and, and just kind of, you know, it's not a ton of writing, but you know, the amount of research that went into this piece is, is up there with anything I do in terms of just a single article. So, uh, you know, you'll you'll get a idea for what kind of prospect each of these guys are just by their age, their position, uh, and then I list their their top tool, and you'll and I have them I have them ranked by or listed by league and then ranked by uh, ceiling. So, you know, it just kind of gives you an idea of of the type of player you're you're looking at, and then you can kind of do some of the legwork once you once you have these names. But I mean, it's it's something that if you're not doing a ton of uh, paying attention to what these guys are doing over the next two months, you're going to get left in the dust in, in leagues that allow in-season pickups because this is when guys like a Juan Soto or a Bo Bichette or a Jesus Sanchez really kind of make make names for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to forget about these guys because, yeah, they haven't racked up any stats yet. Uh, at least I don't think they have unless these games have actually started. But good to just go ahead and bookmark this page because it's just good to have these all centralized here. Yeah, I mean, all the leagues have started except um, – well, there's – okay, so all the leagues have started. Uh, a few of these guys, um, most notably Kevin Maiton, has not gotten into game action yet. We know he's going to be in the uh, Gulf Coast League, but – he is nursing a, a minor injury hasn't gotten into game action yet uh there's a couple of like helio ramos with the the giants is reporting tomorrow um you know there's a there's a handful of other guys that haven't gotten into games but games have started in all these leagues so there is a little bit to go on already and some guys that are already kind of showing up yeah i'm glad you mentioned guys like juan soto and bo bichette because and you know vlad Guerrero jr taylor trammell guys who are at this level last year, whose stocks and dynasty leagues are just skyrocketing right now. Again, you want to be keeping close tabs on these players. And we'll start with Will Benson in the New York Penn League. This is short season ball. Will Benson is pretty interesting. Really good power. You know, we, we talked about him, I think, on a, a somewhat recent show. He was a four, uh, first round pick, 14th overall in 2016. Raw product, though, when he was drafted. Obviously, we don't know much in terms of you know, his development yet, but what do you expect to see from Will Benson this year? I wouldn't be surprised if he really struggles. He's one of those boomer bust guys where he's ranked fairly high just because the ceiling is so extreme, but it, it wouldn't be surprising at all if he just never hits. I mean, he, he's kind of like, he's 19 right now. It wouldn't be surprising if his body kind of ends up looking sort of like, Aaron judges down the road. I mean, he's, he's that kind of physical specimen that, that we rarely see succeed. So, you know, if, if you're paying attention to Will Benson, he's so that's another thing with this, with this piece is like a lot of, you know, 20% of these guys, 
maybe maybe ten percent of these guys are are already household names in dynasty leagues just because of where they were drafted or, or how much they were paid. Will Benson's one of those guys where he's probably owned if it's a serious dynasty league already. So paying attention to what he's doing doesn't really help you gain an edge, but he is the type of guy that if, if he starts to hit and gets the strikeout rate in a manageable range, he could his stock could absolutely go through the roof. Yeah, just wanted to mention, too, we'll talk about the Futures game rosters, which were just released a little bit later in the show. Also, I'm off next week, uh, and then no show the following week. But then when we start back up after the All-Star break, then we'll be doing the hip-hop top tens. Definitely looking forward to that. Getting back to your Farm Futures piece, though, the top five guys you listed here, all have the top tool being their power tools in this one. Now, among these guys, Will Benson, Oscar Gonzalez, Jalen Ortiz, Nolan Jones, and Miguel Angel Sierra. Who do you believe most in their hit tool? You know, who do you think is going to hit enough to let that power play? Uh, of those guys, I think Jalen Ortiz, although he is such a such a big guy. He's 18. Uh, I don't have his exact measurements right in front of me, but I think he's he's one of those guys that could outgrow the outfield and end up at first base. And in that case, so much pressure is put on the entire offensive package that he really carries just about as much risk as the other guys who have uh, who I'm less confident in their hit tools. Um, you know, the Oscar Gonzalez is the guy who I think is probably the least heralded of this bunch who is off to the best start this season. I think he's already hit a couple out. He's hitting uh, for a high average, got the strikeout rate in a fairly manageable range, but he's not walking at all. Um, That's a guy that like, that's a perfect guy to kind of use this piece to, to keep an eye on because he's probably out there in your league. And if he, I mean, he's got monster raw power, all these guys, Miguel Angel Sierra doesn't really have big raw power. It's, it's more kind of 55, maybe 60, uh, but he's going to play up the middle shortstop or second base. So that's what makes him special. But uh, Benson, Gonzalez, Ortiz, Jones, all have just huge raw power, uh, you know, pushing 70 grade, uh, especially with, Ortiz, Gonzalez, and Benson. So, I mean, Gonzalez, if he just if he can get that strikeout rate in a manageable range, he's already in the New York Penn League. There's a chance you could see him at low A before the end of the season if if he continues on the on the pace he's on. Another great thing to use this article for is just you know if you're planning a a road trip to see some games, like I know you are later this year. Just knowing who's on which team, at least right now, uh, I think this is. A really helpful tool because man I'd, I'd love to see some of these guys myself i probably won't maybe i'll get to a game in charleston this weekend uh i know that team's pretty stacked but definitely a good you know travel guide for the summer if you plan to get around to some games but thomas jones leonardo molina both with the top tool being their run abilities both 19 years old now thomas jones hasn't as- attempted a steal through eight games but uh, the speed is is definitely there with him. What else do these guys do well and and bring to the table in terms of uh, offensive production? Well, they they both might not hit at all, so that's that's why that's why they're probably unowned in in the majority of leagues. Uh, they both have the ingredients to be plus power guys. Like they, they're they're not speed only guys, but right now that's all that they can really impact the game with because they just don't hit well enough to get to their power. Uh but these are these are just classic 
boomer bust tools guys where if you notice that they're hitting like if, if leonardo molina he was given a really aggressive assignment to low a earlier this year completely flopped and now he's back at staten island like if molina or jones start showing that they can hit a little bit uh, maybe maybe start to show a, a solid approach then it's time to jump on them because if, if they hit then they they have the potential to be stars very nice cole stoby he's at williamsport in the philadelphia system now you have his top tool being the hit tool hasn't really translated yet in pro ball you know wasn't particularly good he was all right i guess last year in the gulf coast league through nine games this year 206 308 471 he does have three homers um I know you believe in the hit tool you listed as his top hit uh, ability in this piece, but how is that power going to play out as he advances up the ladder? He's probably a guy that's, you know, 50 hit, 50 power. So, I mean, you could have gotten power, could have gotten hit. I mean, that's that's the case with a lot of these guys. Uh, you know, Stobie's doesn't really lack the, the crazy upside of all the names we've already touched on, but he's probably the best bet of every single player we've talked about so far to reach the major leagues although it's just i don't i don't think it's going to be all that exciting and he probably moves i think he's playing shortstop right now or maybe he's already moved to third base but he he does probably end up at third so the power is going to have to come along so stoby checking in at 342 on your overall top 400 uh yeah it lists several other players here that are in the, the new york Penn league any we want to touch on specifically uh just Vidal Brujan, uh, second baseman in the Rays system, he's you know really produced a guy that I recently added to the very back of the top four hundred hundred. Um, you know, I know I know your stance on second base prospects. This guy's, you know, he's a guy that I could see myself really falling in love with, and you really kind of rolling your eyes about in in the coming years, just because I, I think if you just look at the plate skills they're they're there for sure and he's got he's got some tools too he can run uh, there's a chance for maybe 15 homer power so you know brujan's the type of guy that he's a switch hitter too he's the type of guy that i could i could see myself getting a little too high on in in the coming years luis almanzar in the northwest league moving on to the northwest league he was a j2 signing last year also got a couple of recent draftees in this league, Evan White, Pavin Smith. But Luis Almanzar is still 17 years old. I mean, he's really young. White and Smith, both 21 years old. Do you expect Almanzar to, to struggle to a significant extent this year just because, look, I mean, at that age, it's just kind of inevitable that there are going to be growing pains? Man, that, that assignment is pretty aggressive, and I love it. And so far, he hasn't struggled at all. So far, he's uh slashing 280 400 380 over uh, 60 plate appearances four steals he's walking 15 percent of the time i mean that's that's really damn impressive like if he's available in your dynasty league and it's a league where 150 prospects are rostered i'd go grab him right now like like if you were to ask me which of these guys in this entire piece have the best chance to be the guys that are up in the top 50 this time next year almonds might actually be at the top of that list because he has the pedigree like uh in the kevin Maiton signing class from from last year Maiton obviously got a ton of headlines uh adrian morion got a ton of headlines on the pitching side but almonds was the second best 
position player prospect for dynasty league purposes that signed in that j2 signing period and he just wasn't quite in my tier so he didn't really get that type of helium and didn't get pushed up rankings that much but if he continues on this pace in the northwest league i mean it's a, it's a hitter friendly league so you got to keep that in mind but uh i mean he's got the pedigree so far he's got the production it's, it's early but this is definitely a guy to go grab if he's out there yeah, absolutely, and I got to keep an eye on next guy you wrote about, or well, he didn't really write about, but listed him here. Brian Hernandez I was looking at the numbers, and he actually spent three games with Triple A Tacoma. It's kind of weird. Was that just out of necessity? You think? Just I'm guessing that. Yeah, I'm guessing they just needed a an outfielder, and maybe he was he was nearby yeah. uh, Tacoma, and they they could just send him out there. But yeah, I mean, uh, definitely not a guy that's that's ready for for full season yeah ball. 12 12 games at, at short season not not off to a great start 10 strikeouts and, and 51 plate appearances but you know the he's got some good speed interesting player but is the hit tool really questionable yeah he's it, it's a lot of projection with him he's 6'2 175 needs to fill out a little bit uh ideally he's a guy that grows into 20 homer power and the speed sort of settles in the 10 to 15 range but you know he's a he's a right-handed guy that's probably going to end up in a outfield corner i mean it's it's going to be a tough profile to pull off but he's got some tools you know i've been meaning to ask you are you seeing any of these guys i know you're going on a trip in a couple weeks where are you stopping uh so i'm i'm definitely going to biloxi but um and that'll be biloxi which is the brewers double a affiliate versus uh uh blanking uh wilmington i believe the the white Sox double a affiliate um or no birmingham white Sox double a affiliate and so that that's gonna have hopefully some some pretty solid guys on it uh and then i've been waiting to i mean because you know you don't need to really plan this stuff for sure until really the day or two before you leave and so i'm just i'm kind of checking to see which players are still at which affiliates because this is definitely the time of year where guys start getting promoted uh i was thinking about going to see uh juan soto but he's still on the dl um so that that is going to affect things too i really don't want to go back to south bend but there's a chance that that might actually be the best game that lines up uh, just based on location and where I'll be driving. So haven't, haven't really finalized stuff yet, but uh, that'll be, that'll be fun. Oh, well, I'm sorry if you do have to go back to South Bend, Indiana. I might just go, if I go there, I might just drive through the night, you know, like not even, (laughs) not even stop anywhere other than the ball. I don't want to be there for too long. (laughs) Dalton Varsho with Hillsborough, you have him, you know, just sneaking inside the top 400, 362. You like the power, but, you know, the, the rest of the profile, I'd imagine, somewhat questionable. But what about with the, uh, the rest of the guys you list here in the Northwest League? Any any guys to, to maybe keep an eye on? Uh, I mean, Aris, Ar- Ar- Aramis Aidman in the uh, Cubs system is, is a guy to keep an eye on just because he's a 18-year-old shortstop in the Cubs system. I mean, that that's, I mean, if he hits, there's definitely going to be some hype there. Uh, 
Kevin Mellin uh, in the in the Padres system. He's kind of playing all over the diamond right now, and he's actually performing fairly well. Uh, so that's a guy to keep an eye on. But this isn't the best in terms of the the most talent rich leagues. It's basically Almonds are Evan White, Paven Smith, and then you're you're talking about guys that you probably don't have to roster in most formats right now. Moving on to the Appalite Appalachian League, Appalachian League. <coughs> Uh, Delvin Perez. Now, this guy I'm really excited about. Intriguing speed, obviously. 12 for 13 on the base pass last year in the Gulf Coast League. You know, just a four-game sample, but he already has a steal this year. Of course, we, we know the narrative with him last year. Could have been the first overall pick, but that PED bust kind of sunk him a bit. Ended up falling to the, the Cardinals. I'm excited to see what he does. Obviously, he's a long ways away at 18, but do you think maybe two two years or so we could be talking about delvin perez as a as a top 10 15 type of prospect yeah for sure i mean he's got enough name value and pedigree where if he hits this year in rookie ball then you're gonna see him i mean he's already in our top 100 Mm -hmm. i mean you're gonna see him in the top 50 maybe even higher than that uh he he kind of reminds me a little bit in that regard of leary Tavares, where once Tavares kind of started producing on the field, he just soared up rankings. I could see the same thing happening with Perez, although it's it's definitely not a lock that he produces. I mean, he's still an 18-year-old. Uh, it's kind of telling that the Cardinals still have him in rookie ball. I mean, you know, Gavin Lux, who was the other top shortstop in that, that draft, who was also a, a high school guy. I mean, Perez was a little younger than Lux, but Lux, you know, he, he's been in full season ball for a while now. So it's, it is a little telling that, that Perez is, is still in rookie ball. Wander Javier in the twin system. He didn't actually play at all last year. He was just held out and, uh, and played an instructs in the fall. But now he is with the, the affiliate here, short season ball. But five games, not off to a great start. A couple doubles, but just three hits and, and 19 at-bats. But... Aside from the name and the power, which you have here as a standout tool, what else does Javier bring to the table? Well, he actually, yeah, he did He did play a little bit before getting shut down um, last year. He hit two home runs, which I thought was impressive huh. for a, a 17-year-old uh, in the uh, Dominican Summer League. But, I mean, this this guy's got as much upside as uh, Delvin Perez. I mean, he he's got the the potential to be a five category shortstop which is which is definitely what we're looking for he's i really like his body which is you know you could say the same thing about perez just kind of you can kind of see him growing into that just classic shortstop power hitting body uh but he needs to hit and he needs to stay healthy i mean he just really needs reps at this stage so it's going to be a, a super long wait on a guy like javier but He's got the the pedigree and the tools to also be a, a top 100 guy before too long. Royce Lewis is what in GCL right now? I saw he hit a homer in his uh, first yeah. at bat. That's yeah. Pretty crazy. How about that? Darian Cruz is the guy we've talked about in past episodes. He was off to a really rough start. Still is. I mean, the overall numbers are really abysmal. OPS under, under 450. Uh, that's not what you want. How much has his stock sunk since the start of the year? I still have him on a on staff three, staff keeper three roster. Need to upgrade that spot asap. Yeah, it's it's not good at all. Uh, I think you can 
you know, you'll hear a lot of people preach patience with these young guys. And I think that that's absolutely true. If you're a, you know, if you're a real life team, obviously you're not cutting the cord on one of your prized international signings. And if you're in that fan base, you should still, you know, hold out hope. But I mean, if you're a dynasty league owner, I think sometimes patience gets preached a little too often because, yeah, I mean, for every guy that eventually puts it all together, you have a guy like Gilbert Lara. I mean, Darian Cruz is kind of headed down that same sort of path, it seems, where it's just, you know, when you're when you're signing 16-year-olds, you got to, I mean, even if it's a guy that's a consensus top five guy in that J2 class, when you're, when you're talking about 16-year-olds, there's so much, so much that can go wrong. And you just really don't know. Like, I mean, think how much everybody changes between the ages of like 16 and 21. Like it's, it's just not, not easy. So, you know, a guy like Cruz, I would, I'd be fine cutting bait with even in, even in a deeper league right now, although he still does have a really impactful speed. Now, James, you do all of the the heavy lifting here on the prospect pod. I'm going to throw more on your back here because you list so many players here. We're already past the 22 minute mark on the show. I just kind of want to know, you know, let you pick and choose the guys you want to talk about here. All right. So one guy that, I mean, Gilbert, Gilberto Celestino is in the Astro system. I I've gotten questions about him. He seems to be someone that, that is semi well known in, in deeper dynasty leagues, plenty of tools, really good to see him uh, playing. He's someone to follow, someone that's worth adding if he really starts producing. Uh, Israel Wilson or Izzy Wilson in the Braves system is a guy that I uh, have just recently kind of gotten in on. I added him to the top 400. He's pretty toolsy. Uh, he's 19. I mean, you'd, you'd like ideally in, in rookie leagues, you'd like him to be 18, but he's, he's 19. But if I, I mean, he's, he's already hitting. So if he, if he continues to hit, you could see him up, you know, maybe at low A even before the end of the year. And there's, there's enough tools to, to get excited about there. Uh, the Pioneer League is where the there's two guys who I absolutely think are worth really investing in and are probably out there. I recently added Pedro Gonzalez, who's in the Rockies system, super projectable, toolsy, uh, potential cleanup hitter down the road. 19 years old, obviously, so that that's you'd like him to be a little further along in the development. But I mean, he's just so so gifted, so so impressive physically that. You know he's he's hit a little bit so far this year. I, I think he's someone if if he continues to hit a little bit, or even if you want to just jump in right now, I think he's worth adding. He's a guy that could really climb up into the top, you know, one hundred and fifty, maybe even borderline top one hundred by the end of the year if he produces. And then Brandon Marsh is another guy. Uh, he was I think he was taken in the second round by the Angels last year. Was injured, didn't play at all after he was drafted, and hasn't played at all until you know the past week or so with Orem in the Pioneer League. Marsh is a potential legit five tool guy. Like he's got big power. He can he can run right now. He he has a, a good approach, so he'll be able to get on base and hit for a, a decent average if he can stay healthy. I mean, this is a guy that I think is worth adding right now in, in deeper dynasty leagues just because the upside's there. There's not really an obvious flaw at this point. Uh, let's see. The AZL is so loaded. 
Uh, I would just recommend checking out the the article. That's where you're going to find a lot of the guys that were drafted in this past draft. Uh, Luis Cam- Campusano, the catcher the Padres took, is really impressing so far there. He's he's hitting for power, and it's it's easy power. He's kind of got some swagger. He's a guy that I could see really improving his stock over the coming uh, couple of months if he keeps hitting for power like that. Uh, that looks like a pretty good scouting uh, scouting and signing find by them. Uh, and then Gulf Coast League, we talked about Kevin Maiton. Obviously, everyone's dying to see him get on the field and start producing. Uh, that should happen sooner than later. I'm, I'm really excited for that. Yasel Antuna is a, is a toolsy shortstop in the national system. He's... You know, it goes Maiton, Royce Lewis, Antuna in terms of upside in the Gulf Coast League. Antuna's got the potential for plus hit, plus power. He's someone that you're going to want to keep an eye on. If he starts producing, you want to go add him. You might want to add him right now even. Uh, there's actually, you know, the Gulf Coast League is, is where you're going to find a lot of kind of toolsy guys where as soon as they start producing, you're going to want to jump on them. Guys from the past J2 class, uh, even guy like Gregory Guerrero from two two classes ago and then uh the dominican summer league not a ton because this is the one where it's you're gonna have the longest lead time luis robert who we've talked about the white Sox just signed he's still in the dsl which is kind of you know i don't know it's not ideal he'd like should to i see. pick him up in season long <laughs> come on yeah no Too many uh, people were actually asking right um yeah but i mean he's i mean he's hitting a little bit but he's 19 and most of these guys are 17 uh victor garcia extreme power uh in the cardinal system just 17 if he starts you know hitting a you know if he hits like 260 this year with a manageable strikeout rate in the dsl maybe moves up uh, a level that's there's so much so much potential with that power um you know, I mean, just definitely check it out. And if you're if you're looking for for ads in season in your dynasty leagues, maybe you're already looking to next year. You're not competing, and you want to start maybe keeping keeping a revolving door of, of roster spots on some of these guys. I would definitely recommend just bookmarking this one and and you know referencing it over the next couple of months. Yeah, a lot of the recognizable names that you mentioned there late. Uh, some of these names, though, I just like to pretend that they're like MLB the show, like auto-generated <laughs> names. Trey Cabbage? Come on. <laughs> That's not a real name. Chad McClanahan. I've actually heard of him, but some of these names, just outstanding. Romer Quadrado? <laughs> yeah. Great stuff. But let's move on to the Futures game rosters, which were just announced. So you're finally going to be able to watch the game for the first time yeah, in years. really excited. We have been in <laughs> Vegas the past several years, and it just never works out. It's just never on the TV. So looking at the, the rosters here, we could go position by position, but just at a glance, who are you most excited to see? Um, This is really great. Uh, yeah, really great yeah. podcast work by me. I still have to no, I've got to pull up the... Uh, the rosters so like i i was talking with our buddy craig goldstein on twitter and like making fun of how the fact like mlb.com's got this article with the the rosters and it's like here are the teams and it shows you which guys are from each team and they're going to be there and for the padres it just had josh naylor listed when in fact it is uh josh naylor and cal quantrill i thought it was extremely odd that there would only be one padre there which 
you know, probably has a top five or six system in baseball. But yeah, Quantrill will be there. Well, I didn't see him on the USA roster. Or the, he's, yeah, he's from Canada. Yeah, he's, didn't know he's that. Canadian. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Ron okay. Acuna stands out as a guy. Well, that whole oh, entire yeah. world roster outfield is pretty insane. I mean, it always is, right? Yeah. That, that's where you're going to see all the tools. Uh, Acuna, Esteban Floreal, Elo Jimenez. I mean, uh, an Acuna Jimenez. Robles outfield is, I mean, that, that, that'll get you, that'll get you you perked up. Uh, I'll be in the office. Hopefully not too many other people are, so I can really just sit back and, and swoon. Uh, yeah, I mean that, that, that world outfield is pretty great. Um, I forgot, I forgot Verdugo was, was Mexican. Um, played for that, that team in the, uh, world baseball class. I mean, how about a potential infield of, yeah, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do with first base. Maybe if maybe they'll let. Well, I guess they'll have Naylor and Jordan Alvarez play. But uh, if we could get Devers, uh, Vlad Jr., Moncada out there at the same time, I mean, man, uh, Med Rosario. I mean, a Moncada, Med Rosario, uh, double play tandem. That's that's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. Too bad we won't see a Med Rosario this season with the Mets. <laughs> hey, uh, just what, because I'm no, owning him in state. The nice thing we, the thing we will see though, is you joining me at the, the buyer's table. Yep. It's nice. Um, Lost three, well, two closers in the span of like six hours. Who are, who are you? Like, is there anyone on the, see, we, we, I mean, we've touched on all the kind of exciting guys on the world team. Uh, pitching wise, obviously Yadier Alvarez. I see Tristan McKenzie. Oh, well, hell yeah. I mean, he's, I'd love for him to just go in there and shove. That'd be great. Who do you think uh, gets the start here? Maybe Honeywell. I guess it depends on like how things line up for them. But yeah, I mean, Honey, it, I, I could see it going Honeywell, Kopech, McKenzie, or maybe maybe Puck gets in there before McKenzie. Um, do you think we see Honeywell this year? Because we just saw Blake Snell come up and he got <laughs> rocked again. He can't it. can't find the strike zone. I know they have. Uh, Ramirez in the bullpen now again they could shift him back if need be but what's what's preventing them from giving Honeywell a look when they were fine doing so with a guy like Faria Faria well Honeywell had been kind of up and down since getting to AAA and you know I got to imagine that they you know obviously different pitchers but I think sometimes teams, I think we saw this absolutely happen with the Texas Rangers and the way that they're handling pitching prospects this year compared to last year, where teams kind of get gun shy based on what happened with one prospect that maybe, you know, maybe some people in the front on the front off, front off, front office ready and other people were pushing for you, you push a guy like Blake Snell there. It doesn't really go that well. I think there's probably a a push to try to make sure you don't do the same thing twice with a guy like Honeywell. I mean, he's had some good outings at AAA. He's also had a couple real stinkers. He's walked seven over his last eight point or eight and two thirds. So, you know, I, I don't think he's necessarily close. Uh, obviously if he goes on a three or four start run, he could, he could get up, but I mean, it's not the worst thing for his development to just stick at AAA for the rest of the year. And yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you though. I mean, Honeywell in the, in a setting like this, I mean, Kopech in a setting like this, where it's just you know one inning. Yeah, those guys, Honeywell, Kopech, McKenzie, Puck. I mean, that that could be, just be nasty if those guys only have to throw for one inning. Absolutely. Now we've heard a lot of buzz this season about guys like Bo Bichette, Reese Hoskins, Scott Kinger, even. 
uh, Brendan Rodgers, Nick Senzel, all part of that USA infield. But one guy, Nick Gordon. Look, I have a share of Nick Gordon in Staff Keeper 1, but was really not somebody that I was super excited about. But what he's doing this year at, at AA Chattanooga, you know, moving up from, from high Fort Myers and really just shattering all of his marks across the board, really excelling so far this year, 310, 378, 488, also showing pretty surprising power to me. He's already doubled his home run total from last year. He's got six. Doesn't have the speed of his brother, but are you starting to inch Nick Gordon up your top 400? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, He's, you know, he's putting on his big boy pants. He's kind of starting to, starting to become a man right in front of our eyes. And yeah, I'm with you. I didn't, I didn't come into the year excited. You know, I was just like, well, this is a guy, a former top five pick a couple of years ago. He's probably going to stick at either second or short or second or short. And, you know, he's, he's shown the ability to hit. He's not going to strike out too much. Sort of reminds you a little bit of Jorge Polanco. But then this year, yeah, he's, he's starting to hit for power. I mean, it's it's great. Uh, I think there's definitely some, some whispers that he's going to end up at second base. But I think by the time he's ready, you know, they might have already moved on from Brian Dozier. So not, not worried about playing time, but. I, I would hope that they keep him at double A for the rest of the year. Like when you don't have that obvious opening, like that clear path, like what's what's the rush? Just keep him at double A. He's gone a level at a time so far. Just just do that again and you know, it would be this time next year where you own him in stake league and, and he doesn't quite come up. <laughs> well, that's absolutely gonna happen. I have well, Ahmed Rosario and Honeywell. <laughs> currently stashed I might have to just drop those guys this week Ugh, I need to start specking on closers I had three at this time yesterday time to spec time to spec I mean baby. good luck specking on closers in that league yeah I mean I don't regret the bush trade I did get uh, Jameson Tyone for him which should work and Matt Bush has kind of been sketchy but you know my the the points I'd racked up, roto points I'd racked up in the save category. I mean, those will start, slowly start to bleed away. So I'm looking forward to that. But getting back to these futures game rosters, you look up and down these rosters. I mean, most of these guys we, you've heard of, heard a ton about, exciting young guys. But anybody you see and you're like, what the hell is he doing on this roster? Yeah, I mean, all the Marlins guys. Uh, I guess they are in Miami, so they have to have a few. All the Giants guys, um, (laughs) all the Tigers guys. Jimmy (laughs) Hergit from the Reds? Who the hell is that? Yeah, I mean, the Marlins have two guys, Brian Anderson and Tehran Guerrero. I mean, those guys are just not – they're not even prospects, really. Um, I mean, the Reds do have Senzel, but Hergit? Yeah, I I don't – yeah, I don't know what Hergit is. Yeah. Jaime Barilla, who's the uh, the representative for the Angels, like I would have liked for them to give. Well, no, that's not true. I I do not. I'm glad they don't have Matt Dice because that would have meant that they would have had to take a legit hitter off of that uh, that U.S. infield. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's honestly better than than in some recent years. I think I, I think the it's kind of more star studded or, or just tools studded. Like you, you look, 
all over the place, like all up and down, both infield, outfield. Like you're just, you're looking at all kinds of tools, all kinds of guys that have, you know, loud power, really nice hit tools, uh, some really nice speed in the outfield. Who do, who do you think has the best position players of, of those two rosters? I think it's a pretty tough call. Is that? Yeah, that world, that world outfield just kind of pushes it over the hump. Plus, they got Vlad Jr. and Mankata, so. Yeah, and, and have, Endeavors. Yeah. The same. Yeah, I mean, I love going, if you go, like, if you're, if you're the U.S., let's say you go maybe Fisher and left, Brinson and center, Tucker and right, and then you go uh Hoskins at first probably Senzel at third Kingery at second but yeah either Bobachet or Kingery at second Rogers or Gordon at short I mean you're getting kind of crappy D from Rogers slash Gordon at short and but I mean that's a, that's an awful lot of thump mm-hmm. um the, I mean the the, the, yeah, you got to go with the world side. Just if you factor in defense, like the world side is just going to be picking it all over the place. Whereas the, the U.S. side, I mean, Brinson's great, Tucker's a pretty good defender, but other than that, you just got a, a lot of guys that are just in there for the stick. Yeah, I don't imagine there's any chance Lucius Fox cracks the starting lineup, but I'm looking forward to seeing seeing my boy Lucius in action now. Well, you're not going to get to see him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Dang. I'm going to be the one seeing all these Dang kids. it. Yeah, I'll, I'll once again try to find a TV with this game on, but I, know I mean, inevitably. For whatever you, reason, yeah. the, the, the degenerates in Vegas have no interest of watching the Futures game at the, at the, bookie, at the, the, the sports book. Yeah, the, sitting in the sports book, there's like You'll have dog, literally like 100 plus TVs, yeah. but not one of them could be turned. You'll have Futures. dog racing on before you'll have the mm. Futures game on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, that's <laughs> totally true. But man, I would love to throw some props in this game, but I don't even know if I'm sure that you could do that somewhere, but I've not seen that yet. Yeah. The thing is like you only have, I mean, it's such a narrow field of people that are experts on this type of thing. So like it would basically have to be people like, you know, the people that were playing Paul stars at the AFL setting the <laughs> lines on these props, you know, I mean, it, it's just, they, that there's a reason they don't put this stuff up to bet on because they don't know anything about it. Yeah. That's, that's a very good point. Now, before we sign off you last week on the show, and I gave you credit for this on the XM show, but last week on this podcast, you called the Tyler Wade call up. You, you, <laughs> predicted that and nice work the yankees have been calling up a lot of you oh yeah i mean they're they're calling up everyone from that triple a team yeah so look i'm not gonna i'll give you immunity here i will not place bids tonight on whoever you say but you got an (laughs) inkling on on who might be next among prospects to get the call and don't say ahmed rosario just to troll me (laughs) oh man um i know that's kind of just Grabbing at straws a bit, but put me on the spot a little bit. Um, saw Barreto come up, Homer in his debut. Yeah, you know, I would, I would say uh, Raphael Devers if he was healthy. I think he's hurt right now. Um, let me check on that. Interesting. I think you know, I've, I've been asked about you know when Derek Fisher is going to be back. I think 
that's a, that's a weird one where it's like he's clearly better. Uh, actually, Devers is not injured anymore. He's hmm. although yeah, he's not really hitting a ton lately. Um, well, here's one. I mean, it's, I don't think he's gonna. Well, he's already up, but I think Josh Hader slots into that rotation and has a pretty big fantasy impact. Uh, I think he might at some point. Um, is there any? Is there any reporting well, on that? Chase Anderson. No, I, I know, I know. Yeah, but I mean, is there any talk of? Not that who's I've good? seen that. Because okay. so, I mean, you you have Woodruff, Brandon Woodruff, who's on the DL and should be back fairly soon. Um, so it's just like who who's ready first, like Hater from the bullpen or Woodruff from the DL. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I don't see a guy like Willie Adames coming up, even though he's really started to to rake at AAA just because they they went out and. I mean, was anything more like confusing than the the palpable buzz surrounding a Danny Hetcheveria's trade? Yeah, like what? it's like who these are the suitors for for Hetcheveria. It's like who cares? Yeah, unlike everybody, like Heyman and every you know famous baseball guy tweeting about how that's a big big move for the Rays. Just doesn't. Cool. I mean, obviously he's really good in the field, but yeah. Great. Like, I mean, what he does, gives you in the field is offset so much by what he what he doesn't bring at the plate. Um, you know, you, you have guys. You know, Ozzy Albies is really heating up, but he's got nowhere to play really, unless you. Um, let's see. Do they have? I know. I know Phillips is healthy. Um, I think they're starting Camargo at third. So I don't know if you could move Phillips over there. I, I mean, I think they. They don't. They like Camargo a little bit. Um, wow, you also called the Dustin Fowler promotion. I actually hadn't seen that he was called up. Huh. How about starting that? In th- starting in right field Thursday. Hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I know I put you on the spot, but there's you're, nothing, just, you're there's, just so good at, at yeah, predicting these. I, I haven't had time to really dive into that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, there's – it's interesting that – Clint Frazier got passed over. I mean, I think, mm-hmm. I think the foul that to me that tells me that the Fowler thing isn't going to be a super long thing. Uh, where I think he could get sent back fairly soon. I think you're going to see, you know, Miguel Andujar is also up for the Yankees. I don't know. Out of those three, Wade, Andujar, Fowler, it's possible all three of them are back at AAA in a in a couple weeks. So that's that makes it kind of difficult reese hoskins is clearly ready but tommy joseph is you know he's got like an 800 ops over his last 30 games i think uh hoskins slashing 300 400 600 which you'd think would be good enough to to get the call but there's just really nowhere for him to play um and what about luis castillo he's looking he looks great that changeup is is nasty he's pumping it upper 90s hey you got Hmm. Got two two really nice pitches. Um, <laughs> Damn it, uh, Let me just Nick, have Will- some- Nick Williams is Nick Williams is a guy That's that a I think one. is is probably going to be up soon. I'll, I'll, Nick Williams will be my my official pick for next notable prospect to get promoted. Very nice. Well, we appreciate the insight as always, James. Great stuff with your latest farm futures. Rotowire.com slash pod to get a free ten day trial to check it out for yourself. If you do not have a subscription, James and DVR will be with you guys next week on the Prospect Pod.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.